It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And we have special uh, guest host right here. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. Excited to be here, man. It's a pleasure. Mr. Marjok Kim, and he's a Division hey. One athlete at Tennessee State University. He's yes, also sir. a musical artist, man. How, how, how is Tennessee these days? Um, Tennessee has been pretty cool. You know, I'm predominantly, I'd be uh, kind of like focused on my music and, you know, my, my schoolwork and uh, football. So I don't really go outside too much to like, you know, do a lot and get out. But as far as the on-campus life at Tennessee State, it's definitely swell. Nice, nice. I like that, man. Well, welcome to our humble little uh, show that we got going on over here. The the one place where you get this week's top stories involving entertainment, sports, and other crazy offlandish things. But before we get started on that, as uh, luck would have it, uh, well, first of all, I wanted to apologize to everybody. Uh, unfortunately, on Monday, we had some crazy weather going on over here that caused some crazy technical difficulties, but we're back and we're here and, yeah. you know, uh, we're, we're here to go ahead and uh, pretty much just uh, annoy everybody for the time being. <laughs> or at well, least we do well. well. We do well. We, we do the we can. For a little bit of time. Yeah, just for a little bit, you know. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's Friday is going fantastic. Uh, and, and, of course, before we get started on uh, the stories that are going on, uh, you know, in entertainment and everything else, uh, as we all know, Jeremy refuses continuously. We, we're going to start a hashtag saying, Jeremy, get a TikTok. But, <laughs> but since, since we can't have him do that, uh, I like to go ahead and just, you know, uh, show him, force feed him actually some blind reactions for him to take a look at. And it's a treat for you too, Marjal, because, you know, I mean, you haven't seen these TikToks either. Yeah. So going to go ahead and uh, show this to you. Now, this has to do with something that uh, Jeremy knows a lot about relationships. Uh, you know, I don't know, Marjal, if, you, if you're in a relationship or not, but uh, this this could always be a very tricky question when it comes to asking women a certain question. Let's okay. go ahead and try it out. Can we go to Starbucks? Starbucks? If you want. What do you what mean, mean if, if I, I want? want? If, if I, I want, want what we want. But I don't want Starbucks. Starbucks. Fine. Then I don't, then I don't want to do this. Just take me home. Are you mad? It, it's fine. There's, There's no, no way you're mad at it because I don't want coffee. I don't, I don't want to talk, talk about, about it. Can you just take me home, please? please? I want, I want Starbucks. You're lying. No, 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 no. We, we want, want Starbucks. Right? right? Yeah, let's go get some Starbucks. Isn't it so good? Delicious. 
<laughs> Blink twice? <laughs> it's fine is never okay. Yeah, fine it's is fine. Never, never. No, you, one you, thing I could definitely say is fine is never the right. When you hear those words, you know something is up. Something, oh, yeah. Right. You've, yeah. you've already started digging your grave at that point. <laughs> Just keep on digging it. Just keep yeah. on digging it until you, until you hit China because it's going all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, that word fine is the worst, the worst when you hear that, especially oh, when yeah. it comes like if you want, we want it's it's kind of like the fireman is credo. If you go, we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you hear those words fine, you know it's either something's going on, there's an issue, there's a problem, there's something, there's something there. There's something there. It's never okay. It's never fine. Never, never, never ever. Smart now, man. Now this <laughs> this other one right here. This one's a very tricky one. This one's a play on words. Now, for this guy to say what he did, oh, oh, he's so, so lucky. But I'm not going to just say, you guys, you guys got to take a look at this. Hey, I think you should diet. What? Just think it's time for you to diet. Can you explain? I mean, it probably probably boosts your self-esteem. You probably probably feel feel a lot better. better. Uh-huh. I mean, mean, most most women at this point get tired tired of it. Tired of what? Tired of blonde, blonde hair. hair. I mean, aren't, aren't you ready, ready for, for like, like red or even red? red? I like, I like red. red. I mean, I mean, you can talk, talk about it. it. Why? Why? Oh, I thought I was going to murder you today. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an interesting play on words for sure. <laughs> oh, he was I, playing with fire there. Yeah. My, my my question is, do you think he knew what he was doing? I mean, <laughs> I mean, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, he knew exactly what he was doing. And he he was saw like, that knife in her hand too. She's just creeping, man. She just yeah. creeping right, right behind his back, ready to take on. Oh yeah, and that's why she's like, "Oh, I thought I was gonna have to kill you today." <laughs> <laughs> the way she said that's so calm, like yeah, oh, so calmly, like you're so lucky. <laughs> smart play on words, but man, he he was definitely walking a tightrope there. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, without Very a shadow of a doubt. At that too. Oh yeah, that thing was about to break. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the snapping <laughs> noise right there. <laughs> but anyways, he saved himself. Um, this yeah. next one, this last video that I got for you now. I worked in the restaurant industry. I don't know if anybody, if any of you guys ever worked in the restaurant. Uh, Jeremy, I don't know if you ever, Marsha, I don't know if you have. But this particular uh, TikTok, I loved it because this is what servers want to say, what they're thinking every time they have to, like, deal with very difficult patrons, yeah. but they obviously can't say. So, um, yeah, this is actually really cool. Check it out. Comes with rye, wheat, or white toast. What would you like? Yeah. yeah. Rye, wheat, or white. I'll just do the toast. Uh, how much is the waffle? Um, if you open your fucking eyes, that's right here. <laughs> <laughs> is this syrup? Yeah, yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> is this for a pet? Um, what do you have for me? So, the combo of the eggs, bacon, and fried rye toast. What is that called? Um, eggs, bacon, and fried rye toast. Okay, guys, I've been I've been waiting for my check. Cream is a straw, more water, and where is my waitress? Hi, 
guys. I know that you're like a really big group today, so I just want to make sure before I put the order in that it's just one check today. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, thank you guys so much. You can run that right up to the hostess stand whenever you're ready, okay? Um, they're actually just split between all 37 of us. You're actually going to get the fuck out. Can I substitute anything for the home fries? I'm sorry. I don't substitute for the home fries. I'm actually just going to do the fruit instead of the home fries. Fuck off. Um, I actually sent these eggs back after they're way too long. You, you ordered them sunny side up. Yeah, we'll make them at home. They're so delicious. Really and Papa's like, hey. Can I show you how to eat? 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 Can I show you <laughs> I mean, it's the things that we want to say. <laughs> I, I can say I've never worked in like as like a wait a waiter or anything like that, but I definitely understand their pain sometimes what they be going through, which like they be they be going through for sure. Hey. There's a couple of times they came to the table and I was sitting there with like my brother and he asked a question. I'm like, bro, why would you ask that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. As a chef and working back of the house, we have a great appreciation for the front of the house and everything you guys deal with and tolerate. Um, and that's why I'm now I never did it. I never saw it. But your back of the house, your chefs are protective of your servers. Mm -hmm. And if you abuse them too much. Things can happen to your food. <laughs> it, it 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 can happen. I've like I said, I've never personally seen it, but I have friends who've worked as servers. I have many friends who've worked back of the house as chefs. And if one of our favorite people comes back damn near tears because some you know pain in the ass is giving them crap over nothing and treating uh -huh. them horribly, oh man, you can bet at the very least you're going to be eating crap food. <laughs> you might be eating more than that. So uh, it's crazy. I I've worked pretty much all positions in restaurants. I've been a bus boy. I've been a bartender. I've been a bar back. I've been a host. I've been security even for a bar. I've been a server. I've been all those positions in the restaurant industry and I feel their pain every single time. I mean, especially uh, that last part. I mean, when they got tipped those, I actually did get tipped three cents off of a service and it was the worst in the world i was like what the hell did i do i didn't do anything wrong i did everything right i served i did everything right and they were that crappy to me and the other thing too like the other one i noticed is when they're talking about like they they are trying to make up their mind you know with the with the menu and everything that yeah. has bartenders that pisses us off to no end like mm -hmm. you have a packed house Right. You have yeah. a bunch of people yelling, screaming orders, wondering this, that and the other. Mm -hmm. And then you get to this one person like, all right, what do you need? They're like, um, hold on. Say, what What did you want? I mean, what? It's like, oh, are you freaking kidding? Do you not mm -hmm. see the people right here? Come on. What are you doing? They've had 15 to 20 minutes to make it to the front of the bar to think about what they want. You know, so it's it's insane when people do that. Oh, uh, it's annoying as hell. It's yeah. so annoying. Wanted to like welcome everybody to the stream right now. We have a lot of people on here. Uh Ritz, hey, what's up, brother? Glad to glad you were able to make it. Ritz is uh watching us all the way from the UK. So very much uh, you know, 
welcome welcome to the uk here uh kelly saying hi uh, there's my favorite Notre Dame cap yep thank you kelly uh kelly yeah, yeah, yeah. thank god you weren't here last week when i had to hum be when i was humiliated so good the thing what? You here last week. The what i could why? Oh, why? Why you gotta hurt me like that? Well, Mar Marshawn didn't get to see. You know, but we I don't think, have to see it again. We don't have to see it again. I think he would love. I think he would love to see you. I don't think Marshawn representing. Don't think why? Hold on, let me see. Oh, I lost a bet. So. To okay. go ahead and put context to that picture, <laughs> Jimmy and I we have a bet every year. Uh -huh. I root for both Notre Dame and for UCLA. Obviously, yeah. USC is the rival of both. So yeah. our bet every year is that if both UCLA and uh, Notre Dame beat USC, he's uh -huh. got to sport the school colors. However, yeah. it's the opposite if both my team <laughs> that team and, and things went ending. things went well this year. So you know, really? it's just yeah, wrong. Well. <laughs> I mean, it's just wrong because I, I didn't do that to you when when you lost. Um, excuse me. Do we want to go back to our podcast two years ago, <laughs> the last Clay Helton year, and and show me miserably standing in you in know horrific we, baby? Why, why you got to bring up bullshit for? Like why you got to bring it up? I mean, you got to bring it up. You know, we, we, why you mean why why are you saying this in front of company? As a, as a D one athlete, man, you know about the rivalries. Come on. Of course, I know how they could get and. <laughs> Just just so if I know y'all know, y'all know how those rivalries get, man. Exactly. Know exactly. You being a USC fan and you being a Notre Dame fan, y'all know, especially with that rivalry too. Oh, yeah. Y'all yeah. know. We also got Donald on the stream saying, hello, guys. Hi from, uh, from, from Muscatine, Iowa. So we got people from Iowa watching Ireland saying hello and have a wonderful interview. Um, you know, uh, we got a lot of people like right here just talking. If you guys want to go ahead and chat with, uh, talk to us on some of the topics that we got going on, please feel free to do so. And in talking about that, we'll go ahead and dive right into our crazy, outlandish, obscure stories. And Jeremy, you got one that's actually pretty crazy about a uh, criminal giving his keys, his car keys to officers. Uh, so we have yet another just absolutely dumbass criminal um <laughs> this time amazingly enough not from florida no offense my florida friends we're giving you a break today i know you always look forward to some of this craziness but no you get a break yeah, it's I've georgia today i've definitely learned about that as a kid i'll always see like they'll be like go look up florida man and some crazy <laughs> oh, it's outlandish it's outlandish <laughs> yeah, like some outrageous thing they did just would pop up 75% of our stories in this segment come from Florida, I have to admit. <laughs> and it's not a bias. It's not. It's just what we find randomly. Yeah. But this one's Georgia. So we have a man who was uh, arrested at a Walmart in Georgia, as as you do. And he, uh, he was skip scanning at the ch self-checkouts. So okay. security noticed him skip scanning and he actually skip scanned like 24 different items. He bought like 15 and bagged and skip scanned the other 24 items. Well, security witnessed him doing this. They detained him and they called the police. The police came, they put him under arrest and he asked them very, you know, could you guys please take the items that I bought that I paid for and just put them in my car for me? Here's my keys. <laughs> No, we didn't. Yes, he did. And the cops very generously, trying to be nice, were like, yes, we will do that for you. We'll even put him in your trunk 
so that it's out of sight and doesn't get stolen while you're, you know, going <laughs> to jail. So they no. open the trunk, they open the trunk and, you know, there's a suspicious odor emanating from the trunk rather strongly. So they look in mm. and they find some duffel bags full of 37 pounds of weed. Oh my God. He had the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had the munchies if that's the case. He was for a <laughs> yeah. I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Not only did you go commit a petty crime yeah. while having a felony on you, but you then handed the cops your keys. I yeah, Georgia man is now giving Florida man. <laughs> Georgia man is hundred percent giving Florida man right now. That is that is crazy. He's giving him a run. Oh man, yeah. I could I honestly couldn't believe it. it's one of the dumbest criminal stories I've heard in a while. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. he can't even say anything. He handed them his keys. He incriminated, I, I think, his, he incriminated his soul. I mean, I think this brings new meaning to the word. Don't get high on your own supply. Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew that dude was smoking his own stuff. And then was like, hey, man, I'm just skip scanning and skip scanning. And here, let me get my keys to the cops. <laughs> oh, God, like, wow, that's that's crazy. That's I can't with these guys. A, a firm description of don't get high on your own supply. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All if anybody should take something from that, that's exactly what they should take from that right there. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, don't have that much weed in your trunk, too. You know, that, that's another yeah, Or thing. that, too. <laughs> well, I just, I'm sorry. I mean, not that I was ever, you know, a criminal, but I, I've, I've had friends who were of the criminal class. And what has happened to our criminal class, you know, nowadays? They got, got no brains. They got, got no, lazy. I mean... Isn't that like criminal 101 is don't take a felony to do a smaller crime? I mean, exactly. That... <laughs> like, exactly. He's like, well, what happened was I was on my way, right? To go ahead and drop this off. I got hungry. Oh, so not only has he been charged with the uh, misdemeanor uh, theft and shoplifting and everything else, mm -hmm. he also has been charged with felony possession and intent to distribute because it was all vacuum packaged mm. into distributed distributable bags uh -huh. and they found what they believe are psilocybin mushrooms as well which <laughs> unless you're in oregon or california that's a massive felony <laughs> wow he just turned himself completely over to the cops for everything yeah and it's all oh. from skip scanning yeah, all from Scoop <laughs> This is crazy. Lord. Oh, my God. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, that, I that thought so. That, one, that one is definitely up there. Oh, yeah, that's definitely up there. But speaking of police, you also have something going on with uh, neighbors uh, that hear screams and they call the cops. So in a Brooklyn neighborhood, we had neighbors about 1.15, 1.30 in the morning who's heard screams um, mm -hmm. coming from a nearby parking lot. And it was um, so they called the police and said, you know, it's definitely a woman screaming. We don't know what color the car is. It's on this corner in this parking lot. And okay. the cops sent two police officers out there to investigate because it was the um, personal car parking area for the Brooklyn precinct. OK, so they sent two cops out there to check it out and found two New York police officers butt naked going at it in the back of their personal car. 
Wow. So hard that they could hear her screaming wow. blocks away and it's thought funny. someone was being attacked. Give him a round of applause, everybody, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely give the guy a round of applause. <laughs> well, that's crazy. That's, that's pretty insane, but let me add to it. It's crazy. So this goes, this is looks bad on everybody because apparently they are not only partners in this precinct. Mm -hmm. This affair has been known for a while because the male officer's wife found out last summer and came to the precinct and created a scene. Now, I don't know if you know anything about New York. I don't believe New York is a single party or two party state in divorce like California is. Yeah. So infidelity can be used in the divorce. Oh. And now his own precinct has actual evidence that her lawyers can use that yeah. he was nailed his partner. I mean, this is a level of stupid that I mean, rivals the criminal we were just talking about. I mean, what do you want? The guy, all he was doing was showing her how to use a baton. <laughs> you I had, mean, you yeah, had right? to go there. <laughs> yeah, right? He was just using a baton. That's all. He was just using, showing her how to use a baton. That's all he was doing. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so this looks bad on the whole be, precinct. got to be brought up in divorce court. Just, I know, right? <laughs> it's that way. Come on. <laughs> It's like that, that that right there. The neighbor's like, oh, my God, they're killing her. Wait. Here's the idiocy. Yeah, I bet you when they found out what was actually going on, they were definitely astonished. Oh, I'm sure not only were they <laughs> astonished, but, you know, this is Brooklyn. You know that neighborhood is laughing about, their yeah. butts off and over the crazy this. Thing is about, I'm from Jersey, so I'm right next to New York. So I go to New York, like, not all the time, but I, I'd be over there. Mm -hmm. New York's not a quiet place either. No, normally, <laughs> normally loud. So she must that's have been a lot of noise that has to be being made. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, we got Donald on the on the stream right now saying talk talking about frisking the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope his name is Terry Frisk. Good one, Donald. <laughs> that was definitely a good one. Oh my god! And Derek actually, Derek actually commented on the Georgia man. He said, this just in, the crime happened in Georgia, but the man was born and raised in Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely, oh, I knew it was a catch to it. I that knew it was right? yeah. <laughs> And then Derek just commented right now on this particular story. He says, the program is Snatches for Snitches. <laughs> <laughs> I got to love our audience. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, um, thank you so much for that. That was awesome. I love those stories right there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're moving on. Like, let's move on over to some entertainment news. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on this week, actually, involving Alec Baldwin. He is uh, to be charged with involuntary manslaughter. The Santa Fe District Attorney, Mary uh, Carmack Altweez, uh, basically said, quote, uh, well, she says that Alec Baldwin is being charged as both an actor and producer on the movie. Uh, she This is, uh, this is uh, via TMZ. She says he pulled the trigger as the actor and had a duty to make sure the set was safe as a producer. Now, uh, there are other, uh, there's, there's uh, a rust actor, Douglas Stewart, is defending Alec Baldwin, basically saying the gun safety has never been an actor's job. Here's the thing. I actually had... Uh, a uh, conversation with a buddy of mine and we talked about this and he actually told me he said that 
uh, he shouldn't be charged because he's just an actor. That would be the case, except he's also a producer. And producers are normally the ones that are in charge of hiring people. So they are liable for something like this. It's, it's an unfortunate incident that happened, but it is an incident that they are liable for at this point. I've said this from the beginning. I do not agree with them charging him as an actor because that is the truth. That has never been a part of the actor's job. The gun coordinator, the armorer, is the one who checks everything, walks you through all the safety procedures, shows you how it's safe, and you are in these people's hands. You trust them. I've handled many a firearm on many a set, and every time you go through, I don't know how this was missed. And to me, the, the blame falls on the armorer. Now, as I've said since the beginning, as a producer, yes, he's definitely liable. Because as a producer, that responsibility does fall on his shoulders, um, not just the hiring, but to make sure everybody on that it is a safe set. So I understand that part of it. I'm very, very much against them charging him as, as an actor, as the person who pulled the trigger. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly with his co-star who said, you know, that has never been an actor's job and an actor's responsibility. It, it, it just never has. And no point, no actor would knowingly pull a, pull a trigger on an unsafe gun. At this point, uh, Baldwin is actually facing about five years uh, in prison for this, uh, if, if he's actually found guilty on this. I mean, you know, Marja, like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this situation here? I, mean, I don't really think he should be charged as an actor, just as, you know, as Jeremy said, I don't think that that should be the case. But what I do think is, like, it definitely be, should be some type of penalty you know, due to him being, you know, in his position to where he could have definitely prevented this if you to look a little bit more into things and, you know, into the person that was doing the job of being the armor. So I feel like it's definitely a little bit there that should be, he shouldn't just walk off scotch-free. But as far as being charged as an actor, I don't think he should be charged as an actor either. No, and I agree with that. Uh, we got uh, Pink Lady saying, uh, "Yeah, I don't think Baldwin should be should have gotten in trouble. That's not fair." I mean, it it is it isn't fair, but it, you know, it's one of those situations where it was an accident. It was a, an accidental shot. Freak I mean, yeah. it was a freak accident. You know, I mean, unfortunately, it did cost the life of Alina Hudgens, and you know, her family's devastated over this, obviously, because they didn't expect this to happen to her. Uh, I, what's very interesting is the other person that was on set that actually got hit in the shoulder there, there, nothing's happening with them or having anything to do with them. Uh, mainly the, the main focus is right now with Alina Hudgens, uh, the, 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 you know, the slaughter of Alina Hudgens or the involuntary manslaughter of her. And that's the problem right now. And again, because Baldwin is a producer, that's where the problem lies for Baldwin. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, Alex, Alec Baldwin and his wife, they're all devastated over these charges. They're devastated. I mean, I, I can imagine. I mean, obviously, Baldwin, he may be whatever you want in the industry. He may be somebody that's very like has gone after paparazzi, has been very open about how, you know, angry he gets to, you know, with the paparazzi and 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 goes after them from time to time. But he's he's not trying to hurt anybody. He's not a killer. He's not a murderer. Nothing. Yeah. You know, this is an accident that happened. And obviously, after it happened, you saw it in his face. He was devastated, devastated. Because I can only, only imagine exactly what was going through his head at that moment when he's seeing that gun go off. I can only imagine. 
anybody who has even half a heart is going to be devastated that they took a life, whether it is an accident or not. And you could see it in his face. I don't know how, as an actor, you even come back for that from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I career kind well, of career endings for some people, they wouldn't even be able to, you know, do that job no more just because PT, PTSD kind of. I ex guess ex exactly. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine it. I really can't. And and you could see. Now I'm not taking away from anything from her family. I mean that the suffering level does not come compare okay they lost a loved one that is horrific and it cannot be repaired but you could see the 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 devastation and remorse in alex's face you know this is going to be with him forever nobody who's not a psychopath or who is completely detached from reality takes a life without feeling it deeply yeah, whether it was an accident or not yeah, yeah. and 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 just I mean, just when he thought this is behind him, this happens, you know, I mean, this, this happens and it's something that, you know, something that again, he was not expecting this. Uh, he wasn't expecting his charges. He thought he had put this behind it, but unfortunately the district attorney had other plans for him. So we'll go ahead and uh, keep up to date with all the, the news that happens in this story as it continues to develop in other entertainment news. Tom Hanks makes a couple of comments about Nepo babies. Now uh, he's, he among other actors have been accused of nepotism in the entertainment industry. And uh, he was walking the red carpet. This has been a few days ago, like a few, actually about maybe two weeks ago or so, but I wanted to talk about this because I have a couple of, uh, a couple of opinions about this myself. Uh, he basically said in the red carpet, he said, quote, I think my kids are all like Renaissance artists, you know, uh, they are, they are good at whatever they choose to be. But the question here is, can you make it stick? You've got to have a passion. You've got to have a drive. And yeah, our household has uh, existed in the company town that is Los Angeles. Now, obviously, you know, um, it's just one of those things where I just, I, I don't know. I, I personally think that there, nepotism obviously does exist. But the thing is that, like, you're take in my opinion, you're taking away work from other actors. I mean, here's the way I look at it. Granted, you have to have talent, but your foot's already in the door when it comes to a lot of parts. Your foot's already in the door. So basically, all they have to do is just have the talent along with their foot in the door, and boom, you got the part. That's not fair to a lot of actors that are struggling really hard to get in the industry that are probably more talented than that person. But say, for example, there's a line, right? Oh, 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 I know, I know, Jeremy, but hear me out here. Say, for example, there's a line. Say, uh -huh. for example, that behind the line is the actor that's struggling. In front of him is the actor that that is the son of the actor. He walks in, he does his thing, and director's already seen enough. I've seen enough. I like him. He's already a son. He's already the, the kid of so-and-so. Let him in. You can tell everybody to go home. How does that leave the person behind that was waiting that was ready to go? That's not fair. Yeah, you know, uh, give somebody a chance here. You know, yeah, at least give them a chance, though. I, I feel you on that. At least give them a chance. You know, I mean, able to fairly, you know, feel like they could have possibly got the part. You know, so a little bit of confidence, a little bit, at least. I mean, and Jerry, you're smiling over there. Obviously, you're an actor. You've been in the industry for many years. You were on a hit TV sitcom. I mean, what are your what's your opinion on this? Because I know you have one. <sighs> It's a complicated subject, but I definitely disagree um, a bit 
more than a bit. Um, I, I, I very much agree with Tom Hanks in that, yes, it can be an issue um, if you're being handed roles directly and only because of who your parents are. In today's day and age, it doesn't happen quite as much as that anymore. You definitely get more recognition. People will pay more attention. But if you're not bringing the talent, the name's not going to get it for you. It's just not not in today's day and age. If you want to talk about 25, 30 years ago in Hollywood, absolutely. I mean, just being their child. And I hate to bring this up because it's so unfair to her. But Sofia Coppola in Godfather 3. Okay. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even supposed to be in the film. So we can't, I mean, she gets so much criticism over this. But Winona Ryder was supposed to be that part. She was supposed to be Michael's goddaughter, granddaughter, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, she got sick. She was overworking herself. She wasn't eating enough. She actually had a physical breakdown and ended up in the hospital two weeks before filming. So wow. Coppola was left scrambling. Mm -hmm. And he made the mistake of putting his daughter, who was not a trained actress, who had done some stuff, but was not a trained actress, into his major motion picture, into his signature franchise. And it didn't work. I mean, she's received huge amounts of criticism for that role, and he has received the criticism for making that decision, you know, for 25 years now. I mean, ever since the film came out and was seen. But let's look at the other side of that. You have kids who've grown up in this business, who understand the art form, hopefully, you know, who've been paying attention, who see what their parents have done, and they grow from that. I mean, look at Bryce Dallas Howard. You know, she's not only been a really great actress who's done some incredible roles, but has moved on to direct her own stuff, has moved on to produce her own stuff. And yes, I'm sure being Ron Howard's daughter helped some to get her noticed to get that initial foot in the door. But this is where I wanted to say, yes, you're right, it's not fair to the people behind. But life ain't fair and work harder to get better. Work harder to get noticed. That's this exactly. business. I've been passed over a thousand times for people who, you know, maybe weren't as talented, but had a bigger name, had a bigger following, especially today's day and age. I mean, I have friends who are award-winning actors who are losing out on parts to people because, oh, this guy's got a million followers. You only have 50,000. Yeah. Are, but that's just how the game goes nowadays. It's all about social media presence and what they feel as though you're going to bring to the table. So when they see that a million followers, that's automatically a plus for some people. And I just want to say that I also agree with what you were saying that, you know, some cases there are certain people who, you know, are able to get a role just off of being, you know, who being as though who, what their name is and everything like that. Um, uh, but those are the people who actually have the talent as well. Like he said, I mean, Case in point, um, I watched the show BMF, you know, Lil Meech, um, his father was the actual person who they made the story about and they put him in the role of playing his father. So in points like that, I feel as though they're definitely justified, you know, in, in certain situations like that. I don't know. I just, I still feel that it's a little bit of a cop out. What, what, I mean, Jeremy, I, I hate to, I mean, I love disagreeing with you, but in this particular case, I, I really you love disagreeing with you. I mean, it, it's saying that, you know, get better. That's a cop out because there's a lot, there's a lot of actors that don't need to get better. They're already better, but they still get passed over. That yeah. has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the clout that that other person has. 
has nothing to do with getting better or anything like that and work harder. They work hard all the time. I, I don't agree that it that it is solely in this day and age. I mean, I'm sure it happens occasionally, but I, I don't believe it's solely on the name anymore. It's not like it used to be. You got to be bringing something. The name helps get you noticed. I know people who are the children of huge celebrities who are in this business who are pushing smaller independent films that they can't get picked up by anybody. They can't get into certain roles. They can't, you know, it's, they have the name. Why aren't they getting the work? Maybe they're not bringing the same ability to the table. That's, you know, it, 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 it's just kind of the way it is. I mean, if it, I agree with Tom Hanks, if they're not bringing the talent, there's going to be no longevity, you know, well, again, I again I have my own opinions. We we agree to disagree. You know, sometimes we agree, sometimes most of the time we disagree, and that's why I hate to love to hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our that's our relationship for the most part. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, well, again, you know, it, it is what it is. Nothing's going to change in Hollywood. I, I mean, I could sit here and argue all day until my face turns blue, and it's not going to change anything. This is the way it is. This is the way Hollywood. This is the way life is. Unfortunately. Well, yeah. I'll give you one. I'll give you one little thing that connects to it because it happens all the time, and it's just as frustrating. In that, you get a lot of times you get people who have a name, and it's not an nepotism thing. It's just a name they've done work before, who are getting roles because they have a name. You know, there was a long period of time where you had. Again, I don't like calling people out, but there were certain actors who traded on their name for $10 million a film for 10, 15 years without really putting anything of substance out there. And, you know, there were a lot of people waiting in the wings who probably could have done those projects better. But how many, I mean, is it your money to put behind the, you know, the project? Investors want something safe on their return. And a proven name, even if they're not as talented, is generally a safer return on their money. Now, as a filmmaker, as an artist, do I agree with it? No, I get what you're saying. You want the best product. You want the most talented person. But as an investor, putting my money into one of the most volatile investments you can possibly do, where 95% of the time you're just kissing your money goodbye... You want as much safety in that return as you possibly can. And unfortunately, that usually means going with proven names and stuff like that. It's just kind of the way of the business. Well, talking about uh, getting your name out there and uh, being uh, proving yourself and everything else. Uh, Jeremy, you have a story actually of about a show that gives you that exact opportunity and a contestant that wants to sue said show former x-factor contestant wants to sue simon cowell now i want to get your opinion on this definitely because i know you're a musician as well um so this this contestant katie weissel mm-hmm. actually went to back to college to become a paralegal and is working on becoming a lawyer specifically so she can sue simon cowell and their production <laughs> for the trauma inflicted upon her when she did X Factor. Now, here's my thing. This much time of her life to this. Oh, yeah. Okay. And here's my thing. Yes, these shows can be traumatic, stressful, and everything else. 
but the producers have said that they were provided with medical care if they needed it. They had 24-hour mental health services on call for them if they needed it. You know, they had all this support services in place if they needed it. And uh -huh. it was, you know, kind of up to them to utilize it if they needed it. Her take was that they didn't provide us with any protection and services, and I didn't sleep for two weeks, and I barely ate, and it was horrible. And like, well, yeah, if you can't hack that, how are you going to hack the the music industry and having a deadline to get a record out and having a tour coming up where you're, you know, having to perform for fifty thousand people on a night where you've lost your voice? And yeah. I mean, it's it just it's insane to me that this per these people would put themselves on a show where they knew damn well what they're getting into exactly. to get their 10 minutes of fame. And then they want to complain that, Oh, they were mean to me and I'm traumatized. What I mean, is your take on this, man? I mean, as far as me being a musician, that's like looking at it from a musician standpoint, I definitely can say like, you have to learn how to deal with adversity because you as an artist already, you're never going to please everyone in the world. There's always going to be somebody out there saying some type of something about what you're doing and saying that it's wrong or whatever. So you always have to be ready to go into the battlefield, you know, and be able to come out and, you know, go in there swinging and be able to come out on top. So, I mean, if you couldn't deal with that and you were going, you knew what you were getting yourself into. I don't feel as though you should be suing when you knew what you were going to be a part of. You knew exactly what you were. And especially if they were giving you, you know, tools and assets to get through this and you just didn't utilize it just because you didn't feel like it then you know then i don't i don't feel as though that you should be suing somebody if you know they they gave you what you were supposed to you know to get through everything that you were going through so yeah. i agree I, I mean unless they were specifically doing things to torture these contestants or to make exactly. things worth on purpose which i don't believe they would do um you know, it's it's I'm sorry, you made the decision to put yourself in this high pressure, you know, situation where you were going to face a lot of criticism and a lot of negativity. Uh -huh. And the fact that you couldn't handle it is not someone else's problem, especially if they provided you. Oh, we lost him. <laughs> we lost him for a second. He'll be back here in a minute. He was going somewhere with that. Believe me, he was going somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell he had a lot to say. He'll be back. He'll be back. Sorry about that, folks. Jeremy, uh, he must have lost connection. He has technical difficulties from time to time as well. So, uh, we'll be bringing him back here in a bit. But no, I know where he was going with that. Uh, I see where he was going with that. And, uh, to be quite frankly, I mean, the other thing too that you got to look at it is you're dealing with Simon. I mean, everybody knows who Simon is. Simon's not, you know, a nice guy, he's a, he's a jerk. And but that's well known throughout the industry that this guy is somebody that is just not he's he's not a good guy. You know, he's, he's not a guy that he's it's not that he's not a good guy. It's that he's the guy that is going to tell you how it is. He's going to mm -hmm. tell you what's what, who's who and what, what's going on. And if you're not good enough, he's going to tell you straight up and he's going to humiliate you. Yeah, that's just the way it's going to be. You know, so it is what it is. It's very unfortunate, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> there's not much that we could do about that. So I just got, I just got a message from, uh, Jeremy. Apparently his computer just shut down on him. So he's going to try to get back on here. So stay tuned. He'll, hopefully he'll be on here before, uh, this show goes out in, uh, sports. We got the NFL playoffs is already underway and man, it's, it's a crazy playoff. Personally, I did not expect a lot of the teams to make it to where they're at. 
But, you know, yeah, I I'm, mean, a, I'm a Giants fan and I'm going to just say, you know, I'm definitely happy where my team is at. I mean, and then and of course, you know, uh, you know, speaking of, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, speaking of the East Coast teams, you got the Buffalo Bills that uh, that also have the backing of DeMar Hamlin. You know, he basically tuned out that he was very happy where they were at. And I mean, that was just that was a crazy turn of events that happened with DeMar. I mean, but you're, you're obviously you, you play, you're, you're a D one athlete, you know, that there is a lot of risk, you know, of injury involved in that type of, in that type of sports. I mean, you know, how prepared are these, these coaches on the field when it comes to these types of injuries involving, especially DeMar Hamlin? Uh, I mean, as far as it's, on a collegiate standpoint, I know that they're well, you know, certified. They know like CPR. You have to know all that kind of stuff like that. So, you know, I'm 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 feel like they're well equipped, especially on a NFL standpoint, as far as you know, with things like that. I mean, but when it comes to someone collapsing on the field, that's just a freak accident. That's just not seen, you know, ever. Like you you have someone break an ankle, you have someone, you know, fall and maybe break their shoulder, anything, you know. But for someone to collapse on the on the football field, that's just something that's just not normal. That's just doesn't occur, you know. So as much as they're prepared for the situation, there's no you can't really prepare for that situation. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's no, there's no way to properly exactly prepare because you don't know what's going to go on in that situation exactly when it happened. If he, his heart collapsed and he shut down right then and there, I mean, you're going to try your hardest to bring him back, but all you can do is try. You can't guarantee that, you know, you're going to be able to bring that person back. So, you know, like I said, it's definitely something that's, that's very scary, especially with me being a football player myself. That could have very well been me on that football field that that happened to. So when you look at it from that stamp, when from that standpoint and that dynamic, it definitely is a little bit, a little scary on my end. But I just want to say, you know, big up in prayers to Demar Hamlin and um, everything with his family and everybody who cares for him. He's a he was a really good player, and um, and yeah, I hope he's he's still doing well. There's well, I've been reading the updates and they're saying he's doing well. So hopefully that continues um, for him doing well. And, and everything like that. But yeah, that's just a freak accident that I just don't feel anybody could properly prepare for, no matter how much you try to prepare for that situation, in my opinion. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Jeremy, welcome back. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you're back. I mean, no, I mean, fortunately, you're back. Yay. Well, I, I was still able to hear everything. I just lost all video and my microphone. So um, See, I seen you when you went out and glitched. And you just... I, I wanted to ask you real quick um, on that subject. I mean, as a football player and like you said, yeah, it's got to be a little scary because it is such a freak occurrence. I mean, there's only been a handful of these truly, I mean, his was absolutely the worst in that he, I mean, he essentially was dying on the field, but you have um, the tight end bird for the Eagles who bounced on his neck and was paralyzed. You have a couple, I mean, there are freak accidents. Is mm -hmm. it just that warrior mentality that allows you to get beyond that and keep going out? Because I mean, there has to be a certain amount of hesitation. I guess my question is how do these players who now actually have to play each other in a playoff game, just three weeks after this happened, how do they go back on the field and I put mean, that out of their mind? When it comes to football, you know, first and foremost, it's a brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? So if in a brotherhood, you know, that's just like my 
but brother, if someone he was to come home and say someone had just like some people had jumped him or something like that, I'm mm -hmm. gonna be like, oh, okay, we're gonna go out, we're gonna look for these people, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just mm -hmm. automatic, like how that goes, you know what I'm saying? I don't, no one's gonna do that to my brother, and I'm just gonna let it be okay. I'm gonna stand up for him, and he got my back just like how he got his. So, you know, in a situation like this, as far as the team standpoint is concerned, I'm, you know, the mindset is to, you know, that's my brother, and he wants to be out here, and that's what he would want to do more than anything else currently. So being as though he can't, I'm going to do for my brother what he can't, and I'm going to put on for him. That's what that mindset is. And just, you know, you just got to also, you just got to love football. You got to just love the game. You know, you can't be really worried about that. It's kind of hard nowadays not to worry about injuries. But, you know, as coming from me as a, a football player, I know once I get on the field, it's like, I'm not worried about that at all. Like that's mm -hmm. not, that doesn't cross your head. It's like, oh, I'm going to get injured today. You also don't want to think about things like that because that's putting bad juju in the air. You don't want to, you know, possibly have it happen. So that's just the thought process that I know that, you know, from my experiences with football and, you know, people have gotten hurt on my team before, not necessarily to the extent of DeMar Hamlin, but, you know, broken foot, you know, wrist, stuff like that. And those games that those people miss, you know, um, we definitely would go out and go, you know what, this is for my brother and we're going to go out there today and we're going, you know, we're going to get this W for my brother. So that's definitely the mindset that my experience, what I would have. So I was actually, I was actually going to say that that's, that's, that's what I would imagine. It would be, it would inspire them to win because yeah. they're doing it. They're doing it for their fallen uh, teammate. Somebody yeah. that can't be there with them. Somebody that's important to them, especially in this particular situation where he almost died they're here to, to inspire him and say, hey, we're going to do this for you. You get better for us. We're going to get this W for you. Exactly. That's what we're going to do. That's the deal exactly. that we're doing. You know, you're, you're living. You're, you're, your job is to live and to recover and to be well. Our job is to win this for you. That's going to be our job from this point forward. And I think that is what the inspiration they needed to move forward right now. Exactly. I mean, As you can see, the first very game after that, you know, Hines took two kick returns back to the crib like it was it was crazy it was like a story a story ending like it was it happened perfect they knocked the Patriots out of the playoffs like all kinds of stuff like it was just a perfect story ending so of course I'm that definitely for this situation for what I see from my my point of view is definitely that it definitely was inspiring them and you know you saw all the articles and everything like that. They were coming out and they were saying, this is for my brother, Damar. Like, mm -hmm. not even just him. There were different teams around the league. Just everyone in the league was playing for Damar at that point. You know, mm -hmm. you know, just for his, you know, for him to get better, him, his job is to get better. Everybody in the league, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's different teams, but everybody's a brotherhood in the NFL. You know, everybody knows each other. Everyone gets along. So, you know, to just see someone in the league, just a football player alone in the NFL just go down, it was just a spark to everyone, you know. To, you don't know when your last play of football is going to be. You don't know. So, you know, you got to play every game. You got to go out there and put your all into it like it's your last all the time. I mean, I think I think just competitive sports in general is is a family because, I mean, back when uh, Kobe Bryant passed away, uh, he was a part of the NBA, but the NFL was even honoring him. Uh, because it's just, it's just, it's a family in general. They all like care for one another. They all know how hard it was to get to that point in professional sports. Exactly. They know, they know the sacrifices. They know the, the training, the blood, sweat, tears, everything that had to get to that point that when somebody falls, it affects everybody. 
mentally, emotionally, everything. It affects every mm-hmm. single person involved in that in 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 every sport, really. So it doesn't really matter if you're a football player, basketball player, hockey player, baseball player, doesn't matter. You know, you're part of a very elite and exclusive family that not many people get to be a part of. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's crazy, but going from, uh, from one team that, uh, is going from one team that, that pretty much is, is striving for the playoffs to another team that two teams actually that didn't make it Tampa Bay. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dave. It's okay. I'm, yeah, I know you're I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's it's all good. But you know what though? Here's the thing that uh, there was this is there was an interview conducted on the Pat McAfee show with uh with quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And one of his quotes was, I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Is that Green Bay or somewhere else? I'm not sure. I think there's more conversations to be had. Uh Gronk, I'm not a fan of Gronk. I really can't stand the guy. I'm sorry. I just I hate uh-huh. his I, I I just don't like how arrogant he is and just his jock mentality and kind of like it. It's kind of like it. It's kind of funny. I, I think it's funny. Uh, it yeah, annoys me. Funny too. It annoys <laughs> me. But that's my own personal hangup. But in this particular case, I was actually agreeing with what Gronk said. He actually, in response to that, he was on uh, Up and Adams show and he uh-huh. said, "Quote: Why are you thinking MVP?" Like, don't you want Super Bowls? Super Bowls are, I think, five times greater than an MVP award. 100% agree with that. I was about to say, I I agree with that statement 100%. And the other thing that I noticed is that when you talk about MVP, maybe this was taken out of context. I don't know. But it seemed a little bit selfish for Rodgers to think only MVP and not a Super Bowl win for not only his team, but for his city. You know, he we here we got Gronk thinking Super Bowl win. I don't care about being an MVP. I'm thinking about winning it for the team, for the city, for the fans, for the people that actually believe in us. That's what I took from that quote. What I took from Rogers' quote, me, 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 me. And that's it. I mean, I, mean, I, I definitely feel as though you're correct because, you know, like they always say, it's no I in team just to begin with. So the overall goal coming into the season, just on all the football teams that I've been and I've been a part of, you know, and the teams I like being a part of is those teams where, you know, everyone's striving for that same goal, which is a a championship. So, you know, that's the end all be all. And kind of my, how I go about things is, you know, I used to get MVP and stuff like that at the end of the year. And, you know, so in, in high school and stuff like that, but that wasn't my goal. My goal was to go out there and get the W for the team, you know, and then if that comes along with it, I'm going to do my best to get the W for the team. So that if that involves me, you know, having three touchdowns and all these catches, you know, of course you're going to get MVP, but I'm just doing what's best for my team at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost. So, you know, definitely with that statement, I feel as though that was a little bit of a selfish statement. I feel like he should kind of be looking forward to, you know, a championship rather than trying to say I could just win MVP again. I mean, I never heard Tom Brady say something like that. And he's been he's been winning a lot of MVPs. Um, so I I think it's safe to say that the right mentality to have is for the team goal. And then that might possibly come along with it. 
I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say the exact same thing. I am. I have never been a Patriots fan, and I am definitely not a overall Brady fan Me at either. all. But this is especially, I mean, look at his comebacks. Look at him changing team. He wasn't going out to try and win MVPs. He wasn't going out saying, you know, I need more awards. He yeah. went out and tried to find a team that could put together his best opportunity to win a, a team championship, exactly. to win a Super Bowl. And I think that is probably what separates him at this point from Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers didn't seem to be this selfish earlier on in his career but over the last four or five years he has seemed to have more of a me 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 attitude um with the press with the team um again not getting political here but even with his vaccination snafu and everything else it was all about him you know so i don't know it definitely i hate to give tom brady praise but there's a reason why he's considered the goat and you know, Rogers is considered a good, you know, a good quarterback. A great no, I wouldn't go that far. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I can't stand Shady either. So, I mean, you know, I can't stand Tom Shady. You know, what can I say? I'm not, I've never been a fan of his. I, 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 I didn't call him the goat. I don't call him the goat. You know me. I still think for my money, the best quarterback I ever saw was Jim Elway. That's just for my money. In John my era of, did I say Jim? You said I, was Jim. Jim, I was thinking Jim Everett, the quarterback for the Rams that I had to live with during the eighties. Uh, <laughs> um, the guy who broke my heart every time, the guy who had a plane fly over the stadium in a playoff game, the shadow went over him. He thought he was getting sacked and he went down oh my in God. the middle of a playoff game. Wow. It was called the phantom sack. Wow. Anyway. No, it was, uh, sorry, that was my bad. John Elway was, for my money, the best quarterback I ever saw, you know, play. I love the newer quarterbacks. I, there are some amazing And Marino was actually pretty good, too, so. And Marino was incredible. But yeah. for my money, the way he played, I personally, I mean, it's just my opinion. There's, everybody's got opinions, and you can never, I mean, people can make a good case for Brady. They can make a case for Manning. They can go all the way back to, you know, Staubach and the, the Cowboys. They can... It's that's what I love about sports is that the discussion through the generations as to who was the best is always going to be there. And it's always to say it's time. endless. It's endless. It doesn't it never stop because there's always going to be someone who passes by, who retires. It's gonna, everybody's yeah. going to feel the best. Yeah. Well, right now on our stream, we got Derek that is actually filling in some context over the comment that Rogers made. And he said and he said, I'm not a Rogers fan, but wasn't the context of his comment. Uh, that he thinks he's still good enough to play despite his down year. And that is why he brought up capable of playing uh, at MVP level. So, uh, you know, I, but still it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the way his attitude has been these past few years, I don't know. It's just tough to like tell where Rogers at, especially, you know, I, I hate the games that he plays when it comes to, Oh, I, I may be leaving the Packers. Oh, I may be staying with the Packers. He's trying to do what LeBron James did. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets his own 45 minute special about his decision of where he's going to go next. I mean, come on, you know, who cares? You know, I mean, at this point, who cares? It's, you know, Rogers is still saying that he still has a lot more games in them. So chances are more than likely he's not retiring. Uh, but is he coming back to the Packers? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care anymore. <laughs> and, and honestly, for him to be saying that, that is something. So I'm about to say, you're you're a Packers fan, so 
I'm a diehard Packers fan. I, I and I and I'm a Rodgers fan as well uh, as a quarterback. But this whole I don't know. Am I coming? Am I going? And oh my god, dude! Seriously, just freaking tell us yes or no already, because this is now becoming more annoying than frustrating at this point. I really don't care if you come back or not. You know, I mean, especially if you're going to be taking a huge pay increase and that's the reason why we don't have a good team, then I prefer a better team with a crappy quarterback than an awesome quarterback and a crappy team. It's uh, You know, it's not going to make it. So it is what it is. I really, it doesn't matter to me, but anyways, I digress (laughs) moving forward. I mean, obviously the playoffs are still going on. We got a lot of games coming up this weekend. That's what I was going to say, man. This is, this is a throwback football playoff weekend. I mean, look at these matchups. Okay. We have Philly, New York, one of the most hateful rivalries in NFL. I mean, one of my buddies who's from Philly just basically put out a PSA on social media for his friends because he lives in New York. And he said, my friends, if you're going to Philly for the game, if there is any chance you guys are going to pull this off and win, get the hell out of there as quickly as you can. He said, because these guys will have been drinking since 11 a.m. and they will be in no mood to deal with life. You might not make it out. And he's not joking. Yeah, he's not joking. Let's remind you, Philadelphia fans are the ones who cheered an opposing player breaking his neck on the field. These are the people who threw snowballs and beer bottles at Santa Claus. So Philadelphia fans are brutal. And I mean, this is an old school rivalry that goes back to the freaking 50s. So this is throwback football. This is going to be a a great game. A lot of movies are made just to this rivalry right here. Exactly. Like, yeah, this is... it's still in the NFC. Then we got Dallas and the 49ers. I mean, classic 80s matchup, oh. you know. I don't know. I don't know 80s. which one to choose on that one. I hate both of them. So <laughs> well, generally speaking, I root against both of them as well. But uh, <laughs> you know me, I have a being an old school Rams fan. I have a special hatred for the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to um, go with the Cowboys myself on that one. So I'll probably be leaning Cowboys. But man, look at these matchups. And then AFC. We have, I mean, given it takes on a different context after the injury, but again, Cincy and the Bills have a rivalry dating back again to the 80s. And, you know, the old, you know, um, the old Boomer Esiason days. And yeah. I mean, it. this is really classic matchup football that shows a lot of the history of the NFL. And so again, I got to admit, I haven't been this excited about a playoff weekend in a very long time. And then, yeah. and then of course you got the bills that they have something to play for. They have someone to play for. Absolutely. So they're going to be playing their hearts out for tomorrow, you know, for them to like move forward and keep going forward. So, sure. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be an exciting weekend. It's definitely, uh, you know, Marja. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, who, who you, who you got? I mean, I know that you're, you're a Giants fan, but who you got? Well, since I'm a Giants fan, you know, I got my Giants winning. I gotta have them winning this year. You know what I'm saying? Besides, besides we that, we didn't, we didn't make it last year, so for us to be in the playoffs this year, you know, I'm excited for it, and I'm hoping that we go all the way. You know what I'm saying, go Giants. Well, I mean, but who would you want to go up against, though? Who would you particularly want them to go up against at this point? I don't know. The Bills are a kind of scary team to go against right now. So I don't know if I want to see if we make it all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't know if I want to see the Bills 
and the in the championship because they're kind of the championship. You talk about playing their hearts out, they for sure motivated. Oh, game. yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, especially with Demar Ham. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I'm thinking on you know, if I could get you know, either. Maybe the Bengals. Maybe the Bengals. <laughs> it's the Bengals, yeah, Jacksonville, you know. Though, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe Jacksonville, you know. I don't know about the Bills, though. Bills might be a little risky. <laughs> They're going to be yeah. hungry. They're going to be yeah. starving. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready to feast, for sure. Oh, it's, but it's not only that. It's the it's, Not only is it because of DeMar, but also because they've gotten so close these past couple of years. They yeah. almost taste the not, Super Bowl, not just last couple of years. I mean, look at the 90s. I mean, four straight Super Bowls. This is one of the longest suffering fan bases in the world. Oh, yeah. No, no yeah. doubt. So it's definitely going to be an exciting weekend. I look forward to watching it. Marja, thank you so much for being on the Navarro Miller Report. I mean, we loved you having you here, man. I mean, yeah, you got a lot know, of fun. Thank you. I know you yes, got a lot sir. of stuff going on. I mean, I know that you got uh, football and everything. Uh, you got your your uh, single that just came out as well. But you know what I did notice on your Instagram? You actually, because I follow you on Instagram, uh, you're doing uh, some great charity work. What's going on with your charity? Um, So, you know, I was doing uh, this little thing with um, – my uh not my charity but someone else's charity i was kind of helping them out it was called toys in the hood it was based out of you know georgia so um and atlanta so um yeah i was helping them out as far as with that is concerned you know donating toys and stuff like that and giving them money to be able to give toys to the needy and all that kind of stuff like that so yeah um also you know we were doing um the charity as so we were building affordable homes in north so that too you know i'm building affordable homes for people and, you know, the less fortunate areas, you know, building them nicer homes so that they can, you know, actually love somewhere to stay. Not saying that, you know, they don't love where they are, but, you know, you know, just building it up a little bit, you know, making it better, a better environment for them to live in, you know, less, you know, trashy and stuff like that. Just taking them, them houses and stuff like that. That's kind of, you know, beat down or something like that and turning them into new homes for people who can go, you know, live in those houses. So, yeah, it's a lot more opportunities and out there that's being put out there for them that way. That's really awesome, man. No, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. And of course, you know, you're single. I mean, are you going to be going on tour here soon or what's going on? Oh, uh, you know, we're working on something like that. You know, me going around and visiting. Um, I have some stuff that I have. I've been talking about PR and stuff like that. So we got a lot of stuff that we got in the woodworks, you know, we build in our catalog and everything like that. So for sure, sometime soon, you guys probably hear about me going on tour, you know, and meeting, awesome. meeting up and linking up with people for sure. Well, in the event that people want to go ahead and see uh, what, uh, where you're at, what's going to happen, how can people stalk you on social media? Oh, well, if you're wondering where you can stalk, stalk me at, you can, you know, follow me on Instagram at mar.jockham on IG, you know, mar.jockham on TikTok and mar.jockham on YouTube, you know, also gets underscore mar on Twitter as well. So that's all my social media platforms. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing a bright future in your future for lack of a better word, you know, but thanks again for being on the Navarro Miller Report. We really appreciate having you, man. I mean, hopefully you get to come back again soon. Yes, you may sir. Putting up sure. with this guy tolerable. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys are definitely tolerable. I enjoy being on the show. I enjoy you guys having me. You guys are hilarious. Thanks, brother. <laughs> we love them.
Gotta love that. Gotta love that. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining us here on the Navarro Miller Report. Make sure you join us again every Monday and Friday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, hopefully it's not raining and you know our internet doesn't go out on us. Uh, I'm Dave Navarro alongside with this guy right here. Jeremy Miller. And we leave you today with uh, Marja's uh, brand new single called Party in the House right here. Make sure you check it out on YouTube. Thanks again and have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Yes, sir. You know, it's all love. If you ain't got your hand raised high up in the air So get right, matter of fact, fuck that, won't you? Get lighty, throw the bad one, playing my song A party ain't a party in the hills If you ain't got your hand raised high up in the air So get right, matter of fact, fuck that, won't you? Get lighty, throw the bad one, playing my song Party in hoes, rock back and forth Shawty bend over, and touch your toes Three baddies round me like a three-leaf clover No shamrock, but I'm good luck Call it what you want, beyond Took this farther than what haters thought I'm so beyond, all this in common All good vibes just want the party jumping But I'm the one, your girl be on They showing love in the function All teed up, that's what I'm on Malfunction, that's what you want Pussy say something, don't move wrong It's a long way down cause I'm up I got more to say and it's so strong Grammy is on the way cause I'm going dumb A party ain't a party in the hills If you ain't got your hand raised high up in the air So get right, matter of fact, fuck that, won't you? Get light and throw the bad one, playing my song A party ain't a party in the hills If you ain't got your hand raised high up in the air so get right, matter of fact, fuck that, won't you? Get lighty, throw it back one, playing white song. It's going up today, I said my cup today. Don't give a fuck today, cause this my breakaway. And I might break the bank, then your girl draw a blank. And she don't know what to think, I might just buy a man. Cause I got two mommies kiss, damn. It's like going fish, damn. Me and Santi on a mission, damn. Since we started, we ain't finished. We made a lot of bread, but we ain't making no I got his back, he got my back, and that's what make us us Circle was a lot bigger, some ain't make the cut But that's all on them, they couldn't stick with us uh, Call it show, when I rap on the mic, flames explode Doing numbers every time I upload That's why I'm high be my flow. A party ain't a party in the hills. If you ain't got your hand raised high up in the air, so get right. Matter of fact, fuck that, won't you? Get light and throw the bad one, playing my song. A party ain't a party in the hills. If you ain't got your hand raised high up in the air, so get right. Matter of fact, fuck that, won't you? Get light and throw the bad one, playing my song. I'm back in